Hi, welcome back to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. My name is Hayley and I'm here to help you improve your habits, improve your health and build next level confidence. And I want you to do this without hating every second of the process. I am all about living your best life while working towards your goals. So if you do enjoy listening to this podcast, please could I ask you a favour? It would really be helpful for me if you could subscribe to the channel, if you could leave me a little review and or share this with your friends who you think it could also help. This will be so helpful for me and I will be forever grateful. Also, if you'd like to know a little bit more about how I can help you specifically further, if you would like me to coach you online or you want to work with me at the gym, then just send me a DM on Instagram. You will find my handle in the show notes. So for now, I will leave you there, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Hi girls, happy Tuesday. I'm here for a slightly delayed check-in because um, I had a little day off yesterday because we were carrying on celebrating. I hope you all had a lovely bank holiday weekend. I know that a lot of people ate a bit more and drank a bit more than what they were expecting, but I'm very much of the opinion that we do need to live life sometimes. We had amazing weather, which isn't really very common <laughs> for the UK. Um, and I know that people were just enjoying themselves and stuff. And I think what we have to remember is we were the ones who made that decision at the time to do that. So you can't be feeling guilty about it now. Don't be feeling bad about it now. At that time, you thought that that was the decision that you wanted to make and you made it. We need to take ownership and responsibility of the choices that we make. Don't be feeling guilty. Don't do any over restriction in terms of your calories for the next week. You're not going to undo that weekend. It really won't be as bad as what you think. Just get back to your normal calorie target and just carry on moving forward. Those weekends, if you did find that you overindulge, we need to try and make those weekends an every now and again thing, not an every weekend thing if it's an every weekend thing it will definitely hold you back if you're not getting anywhere and your weight's not moving probably because every weekend looks like it did but um the weekend just gone we want to make sure that they're every now and again like that's just like we had a bank holiday weekend it's big you know we had lovely weather you went for it a little bit but the next few weekends you need to be solid on them and you need to make sure that you're remembering your goals um especially if you're trying to lose weight that is important so don't over restrict just get back to the plan and make a commitment that the next few weekends are going to be on point so before we move on to the wins, I've got a few new members who I would like to welcome to the Confidence Club. We've got Stacey, Gemma, uh, Becky, Claire, Helen and Nikki who have all joined the Confidence Club in the last week or so. So welcome. I hope you are all OK. And I am very happy to have you as part of the Confidence Club. This is um, how we do the check-ins. This is a group check-in. And if you ever need anything from me individually, make sure you reach out to me on WhatsApp or on the app Messenger. I will always be happy to help. So if you want me to specifically help with your nutrition, have a little look through your graphs and, and the food that you're eating, or if you want me to check anything um, or ask me anything, any form checks, then make sure that you contact me um, because I would love to help you even more. Okay, so running through the wins nice and quickly, we've got lots and lots of wins, lots and lots of check-ins, which is amazing. Um, Emma stays within her calories and got out every day with the baby. She said in the past she would have used it as an excuse to eat rubbish and um, get takeaways as and sorry, she was on her own with the baby, I think, all weekend. She said, and she said all week, and she said that she got out every day with the baby. In the past, being on her own would have, she would have used it as an excuse to eat rubbish and get takeaways because it was easier. And um, but she she decided to stay strong and to stay true to her goals. So well done. 
Becky, one of our new members, said that she got close or very close to the 10K steps every day by getting outside and going for a walk as a family. She said it's been lovely. Her daughter even learned how to ride her, back, her bike because they went out that much. That's lovely. Like, I think we forget that going outside is, like, really a really good way to, like, bond with people. And um, I love that she's learned how to ride a bike because you've been out being active. So win-win for all of you. Steph said she was chatting to other people about their food habits and has started a new and better routine that has made her feel fuller for longer, which is brilliant. Chelsea said she went to check in earlier but hadn't done her final workout. So she, her biggest win was actually getting to the gym at 5 p.m. p.m. on Sunday afternoon, despite putting it off since Friday. So she did all of her sessions and she's very proud of herself. The amazing Rachel has lost two pounds on the scales this week, which has seen eight pound loss in eight weeks. Um, since joining the confidence club she says she's feeling healthy and very committed to living her life she is loving it melanie has lost another two pounds and she's set herself a challenge at the beginning of this month to walk 10k steps a day for 28 days and she completed it so amazing well done mel Ashley got 10K every day. She said that she didn't think it was possible, but it 100% is. So anyone here who is doubting whether it is possible or not, just know that it is. Ashley is a busy mom. She works. She's got she's got um, a child. And she said that she planned them in her day now. She is confident that she gets them in. It's all about practicing and like just trying. No one's going to be perfect overnight. Like all of you new members, if you're finding all of this overwhelming, like you're struggling to hit your protein, you're struggling to hit your steps, don't worry, this all takes time to come to terms with. No one is expecting you to be perfect overnight. I am not, like, big on perfection. Um, I think that we need to phase things in and give ourselves time. And remember, this is a lifelong journey and some, th some things do take a little bit of time to implement. So well done, Ashley. She said she was in a calorie deficit every day apart from Bank Holiday Sunday and went right back to it on the Monday. Um, she said she got workout one done and she has had nice, healthy, dense food. So she started her week right on the Bank Holiday Monday, even though it was a Bank Holiday Monday. So well done. Absolutely buzzing with that. Um, Megan said that she made food swaps so that she could treat herself but not go overboard on calories. Absolutely smashed it. Again, that all comes with learning. Ashley said that, so this is another Ashley, said that this is her first check-in for weeks. She's been struggling with her frame of mind and she hasn't been able to get ahead in the game. But after listening to some of the podcasts from the Lift and Glow Fitness podcast, she said that she realises there is no perfect time to start and that you can just work around the life stresses. So it's all about doing it in the mess and doing it in the chaos and not expecting any sort of perfection. She said she's drawn a line under the last few weeks and has done her meal prep, booked in some classes in the gym. She said she's weighed herself and she's back to checking in and holding herself accountable. Well done, Ashley. Made up. You know what's really good about that is that, okay, you let things slip and you let yourself, you let the life get in the way a little bit, but you've caught yourself and you've been like, hang on a minute, this isn't making me happy. I'm not proud of the way that I'm showing up. I want to make sure that I can manage this the best I can and just move forward in with imperfect action, even though things are messy, even though things are chaotic, keep moving forward and keep making progress. Sammy said that she got four workouts in and um, Chloe said that she's been pushing herself with the steps. She said that she takes the stairs in work instead of the lift and it baffles her that before starting the confidence club 18 months ago, she never used to be able to get any more than 5k steps because she works in an office. Whereas now she still works in an office and she's just being more conscious and always manages over 70k per week. Again, another example of 
finding it really difficult to begin with, but just carrying on working and just carrying on finding what works for your life. Things like taking the stairs in work, things like walking to the shop when you've got your ASOS parcels to take back, um, things like every hour, go and get a cup of tea and then go for a wee the next hour. Those sorts of things, they really do make a big difference. Katie said that her holiday weight, she gained five pounds on holiday and it was all gone by Friday, showing that that was not body fat. When you go on holiday, you eat more salt, more carbs, have more alcohol. And then also when we fly, we get a lot of water retention. So when we step on the scales the day after or a couple of days after holiday, we always get the shock of our lives. Like, what the fuck? Gain loads of weight. When really that is gone in a matter of a few days of being back on your no in your normal way of eating. So well done. Very proud of you for like just holding on and just getting back on track and not just throwing in the towel and thinking that you'd fucked it all up. Um, so those five whole pounds were gone by Friday um, and you got your workouts in. So well done. Okay, so challenges. Let me just have a little sip of my coffee. Um, first one is, this is from one of our new members. She said that hitting the protein target has been a challenge. And she hasn't done any of the workouts yet. She's waiting for her dumbbells to arrive. That's absolutely fine. While you're waiting for your dumbbells to arrive, let's really focus on your nutrition. Same within your calories and increasing your protein. So here's some general tips for your protein. Plan in advance. When we wing it, we're not often going to be able to get, get stuff in you. If we just wake up and go, oh, I fancy this. I fancy that for my lunch. I fancy this for a snack. I fancy this for tea. We're not actually going to, unless you are someone who just really loves high protein foods um, and you're in the routine of knowing, knowing what is high in protein, that's not really going to work. We need to try and spend some time planning. The best thing to do is to try and think of one or two breakfasts that have got at least 20 grams of protein in. For example, that could be salmon and eggs on toast. It could be um, high protein, like 0% feed yogurt with fruit, you know, granola and, um, and yeah, with fruit and granola. It could be protein porridge. So just pick one or two breakfasts that you're going to eat over and over again. At the moment, my breakfasts are protein pancakes with yogurt and fruit or um, that high protein yogurt with granola and fruit. They're the things that are just really quick, don't require any cooking for me. And that's what I tend to have. You could have turkey bacon, normal bacon, there's all sorts of things, omelets, but just think of one or two breakfasts and be very repetitive with that breakfast to get that 20 grams in it at that meal. Then when it comes to your lunch, again, be repetitive. Think of one or two lunches that you can repeat each day. So for me, it's always like a turkey and cheese wrap or sandwich or it's a tuna, mayo and cheese wrap or sandwich and make sure you're trying to get 30 grams of protein in your lunch. I usually have a protein pudding after my lunch as well so that I'm getting that into. Um, so 30 grams at least in your lunch and remember to base it around protein. So protein is meat, fish, dairy items, um, and then for your dinner, 30, 35 grams. So again, base it around meat rather than going, oh, I'm going to have pasta and it's just pasta and a load of veg. Think, what am I having for protein? Prawns. I'm going to have tuna. I'm going to have chicken. I'm going to have turkey. I'm going to have beef. I'm going to have pork. Any of these things that are high in protein, base your meal around that and plan in advance. So when you're tracking your food, if you're going to be tracking on my fitness pal, Make sure that when you are entering your food for the day, do it first thing in the morning or last thing at night before you go to bed and think to yourself, what am I going to have for my breakfast? Put the protein in first. Don't put your carbs in. Don't put anything else in, just your protein. So for example, your high protein yogurt goes in the breakfast. Then move straight to your lunch. Tuna 
goes in that lunch and then go straight to your dinner and you might be having chicken so put that in see where you're up to with your protein and if it's like probably it's going to be around 80 90 grams at that point and then you're going to add in a snack auto protein shake protein bar baby bell lights um madison's fridge readers those pepper army bites that people get Add, add your snacks of protein. Once you are over 100 grams of protein, then start filling the gaps in your calories with carbs. So that's when you add your granola, then you add your wrap, then you add your pasta. And what you might find is that you need to tweak the portions of your carbs a little bit because you've prioritized the protein. And that's why we prioritize protein and that's why we plan it first because quite often people are okay staying within your calories but you're not anywhere near your protein because we're thinking of the carbs and the fats first we need to get the protein logged first and then add in the carbs and fat with the remaining calories that is literally the game changer for almost all of my clients game changer for me game changer for all of the girls who I work with also think about increasing your portions so if you're someone who has you know like a chicken a chicken wrap or whatever instead of having half a chicken breast or just having 100 grams of chicken breast have a full chicken breast or 150 50 grams of chicken or instead of 50 grams of prawns have 120 grams of prawns or 150 instead of half a tin of tuna have a full tin of tuna bump up you're probably already eating some protein especially if you're a meat and fish eater so just bump up those portions add prawns to your salmon stir fry um, you know, things like edamame beans, brilliant. If you if you are vegetarian, have more corn, have more tofu, um, have more halloumi, have more feta. Increase your portions of protein and then reduce the portions of the carbs. Don't cut carbs out. I'm not saying cut carbs out. Don't ban them. They're your prime source of fuel. So don't ban them. But your carb portions most likely will be out of balance at the moment. So they need reducing. Protein needs increasing, okay? And remember you're not going to get this perfect right away, okay? With my online one-to-one coaching girls, this takes time of like each week I check their food diary and look through and we make small, small tweaks within a few weeks, they've nailed it, but it's not, it doesn't happen overnight. So remember just to, um, practice and just remember it's trial and error and don't stress out if you're struggling some days it's fine just move on the priority is the calories and if you are struggling with protein then reach out if you put your um if you put a question about protein in the group chat i am confident that the girls in the group will help you as well as i will as well okay so moving on to the next struggle um hang on where's it gone I wouldn't say wrong, but I definitely went to town on food this weekend. Two barbecues left over from, from barbecues. Lots of chips, cakes, Haribo's, not worried about it. I'm having a good dinner tonight and did my grocery shop and plan my meals for the week. It's good that you're not worrying about it. It's good that you're not like feeling bad and feeling guilty because what you got to remember is you have to take responsibility for decisions that you made on that day. Now, I would have said, like, just question, if you were to repeat that weekend again, what would you do differently? If it was a weekend where you were celebrating someone's birthday, you were celebrating your engagement or you were celebrating something, then fine. But if it was just a random weekend and you felt like you went you went overboard and you know you're out again next weekend, would you have done things differently? If you would have done things differently, what would you have done differently? Really think about that, consider it. It's all good that you've reflected on it and you've written it down and that you're not panicking about it. But would you have done things differently if you were to do that weekend again? Just a question for you to ponder on. Um, 
So next one is tracking my calories and checking in has made me notice lately. I'm consistently not as on track as I should be with calories and steps. This is why check-ins are brilliant. Okay. It, forces you to reflect it is a way of journaling you reflect it on the week and go you know what I thought I did all right but just check my steps and I actually didn't really make much of an effort and actually I didn't track on Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday you know like you start to see that you are not um it it allows you to reflect so that you can actually see what's been going on so that you can move it a improve moving forward she said i'm holding myself accountable now and planning the week ahead being failing to plan weekends at my boyfriend's when my healthy food is already at home now when you go into your boyfriend like i understand that this is hard and you go into someone else's house but there is lots of women within the confidence club who also have partners and those partners aren't um eating the same food as them they will take food with them to their boyfriend's house um i know that one of, my, one of my clients in the gym, she's working towards her holiday and she's taking her food each weekend. She just goes to Aldi and she takes her food each weekend. So so her boyfriend's fridge has got protein puddings in. Um, you know, if he's having a dessert, she'll have, you know, some strawberries and a protein pudding and something like that. And just so that she doesn't feel like she's not having anything. And do you know what? If you don't do this because you're like, oh, what will they think? Well, that's your problem. That's your fear of judgment. They are not going to care what you're doing. They might go, oh, that's really healthy. And you're going to go, well, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got goals, love. And, you know, I want to feel me best and I want to look me best and whatever. And I just think that you need to, like, it's not that you were, like, I don't think it's unreasonable for you to take healthy food to your boyfriends or even say, you know what, it's really important that I, I feel my body well because I want to look after my health and my well-being. So, um, can we get something healthy? I'm confident that I could eat out almost every day and still eat healthy food. So I know that you can go to someone else's house and take healthy food with you and it'd be okay. Um, So I think that often we'll use things like this as an excuse and it's important that we don't. We need to take radical responsibility for our own journey. It doesn't matter if, if you go into your boyfriend's every weekend, then we need to make sure that we're doing something to not sidetrack us every single weekend, okay? Uh, next one, really, really common. I was using stress and anxiety as an excuse to overindulge and not look after myself. I do this. Everybody falls into this trap. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people fall into this trap. When we get stuck in a bit of a bad place mentally, we use it as a reason to be like, oh, I'm not going to go on a walk because I just feel so shit. Oh, I just feel awful. So I'm just going to eat all this chocolate and um, feeling sorry for myself and, and stuff like that. And that is you not looking after yourself. And what we have to kind of, I snap myself out of it sometimes and quite often Fran will help me snap out of it. It's like, this is what you actually need. Like when you feel low and when you feel stressed, you actually need to look after yourself more. We need to do more self-care and more self-love. Self-care is not sitting at home, watching Netflix, eating everything that you can see. Self-care is looking after your body, caring for yourself, okay? You need to have a level of self-respect and you need to respect yourself, respect your body, give it good food, make it move, and we need to keep it healthy. If you don't have, um, if you are down and you're feeling anxious, that it's hard and I understand that it's hard but we have to remember that movement is medicine and fueling your body with good food actually makes us feel better our mood is better when we give ourselves goodness because it's a form of self-care it's a form of taking care of ourselves and that makes us happier um so I like that you've had this realization very very common don't feel bad about it 
all of us do this at some point. Um, but just remember in future, if you do find yourself slipping into that way, if you do find yourself low and stressed, don't don't get me wrong, have a little chocolate bar, feel sorry for yourself, have a little day where you mope about on the couch, but that next day you need to look after yourself again. Can't let one day turn into two, two days turn into three, three days turn into a week and then a week turn into three weeks. We need to make sure that we catch ourselves much sooner um, and even when we don't want to, don't let yourself come out of the hole naturally. It's only going to prolong that hole. We need to pull ourselves out of it. We need to take action if we want to feel better. We are the only ones who can make ourselves feel better. We can't rely on anyone else to pull ourselves out of it. Okay, this next one is very common. And um, so I'm a social butterfly. I love getting out and about. However, I find it difficult to be around food. At, for example, at a barbecue without going overboard. I'm a massive foodie and I feel like after a few drinks, I just can't help myself picking up food when I'm full. I have never met anyone who doesn't say I'm a massive foodie. Everyone loves food. To think that you love food more than the average person is like you giving yourself another excuse and another way out and to explain your behavior of overindulging. Okay, this is what we have to remember is we have to call ourselves out on our excuses and this is an excuse. I'm a massive foodie. I fucking love chocolate i love cake i love food i would love nothing more than to go down to my cupboard right now i've got chocolate covered pretzels i've got a dairy milk and i've got something else another another chocolate bar in there i would love nothing more than to go down and nail all them right now but i'm not gonna because i'm thinking about my health i'm thinking about caring for my body and i'm thinking about my goals as well i want to feel good in my clothes in my summer and i also know that if i go and do that i won't feel great about it like, it'll be instant gratification. I'll eat it and be like, oh, this is so fit. This is gorgeous. And then I'll be like, oh, what the fuck? Why did I do that? That, like, post-food, like, oh, like, why did I do that to myself? Like, that was just silly. I could have made that chocolate last a week. I could have made that chocolate last two weeks. Do you know what I mean? So I get that you're a massive foodie, and I understand that because everybody is. Um, but you saying I'm a massive foodie is you allowing yourself another reason to not... Uh, take care of your goals and to look after yourself and do what is in line with what you really want to do so we do get better with this over time we have to start practicing self-discipline and remember that this isn't going to come overnight discipline is like a muscle it gets stronger the more you use it a few years ago that cupboard downstairs full of chocolate would be talking to me all day every day until it was gone a few years ago i would not be able to have that in the house okay a few years ago, I, I went out for tea on Saturday night and Sunday. On Saturday, um, a few years ago, if I was at that meal, there was food left on the table. If I was at that meal, I would have kept eating and eating and eating until I felt uncomfortable and felt sick. But I was happy to let that food go because I am not a bin. I don't need to eat every last bit of it. So... And I I had a bit of everything and I enjoyed it and I stopped when I was 80% full. And this isn't to say that I'm amazing because listen, I make mistakes and I just, I do like, I do mad stuff too in terms of like eating, especially when um at certain times. But I know that I felt good after that meal because I had a bit of taste of everything. I was 80% full and I felt good. Okay. And then the following day went out with Fran again, we got like a meat platter. There was loads of chips left. If I'd have five years ago, those chips were there, I would have ate them and ate them and ate them. And he would have, would have as well. We would have ate them until they were all gone. Whereas we ate until we were satisfied and we felt good and then we and then we left it. This is a skill and you get better at it. And I understand what you're saying. I'm a massive foodie. 
I'm a social butterfly and I love getting out, but I find it difficult to be around food. You have to start practicing. And the best thing to do is to pause or really think about it. Right. I'm going out for tea tonight. I need to remember that I do have these goals and I'm going to eat until I'm 80% full and then stop. Okay. We have to remind yourself of what you really want. Yes, the food is nice. Everybody loves food, but you're holding yourself back by not stopping when you know you should. When I am at like a buffy or a barbecue or something like that, or if I'm advising clients on what, on what to do um, in this situation, I normally say get one plate of food and then stop. If you were at home having your tea, you would eat one plate of food. So just because you're out of the house, why do you need more than one plate of food? Obviously, it's all nice, okay? Obviously, it's good. Like, it's food. Everyone, we enjoy it. But that doesn't mean you need to overindulge and then sabotage yourself for you got in the run-up to your goals, so I normally say if you're at a buffy or if you're at like a barbecue or something, get one plate of food and then and then stop yourself or eat until you're 80% full, not bursting. You don't need to keep going back at it. Um, you can practice this self-restraint and it will get better over time. You will start realizing that, oh, that made me feel good that I did that. I'm really proud of the way that I managed that. You know, I really enjoy my meals out. I love food, but I actually feel better when I haven't stuffed myself full. I'm not falling asleep at the table. I'm not going, oh, I'm not feeling bloated. I'm like, I feel good. I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed that. That was so nice. And I had just enough for me to feel good and for me to enjoy it. So this is just, it. you will get better at it. I do think that you're giving yourself an excuse here by saying I'm a big foodie because every, every person's a big foodie, okay? Um... Next one is I started really well and then went down hill again. Put my teeth back in. I started really well and then it went all down hill again. There's a few things affecting me. One, I'm in a new relationship. Oh, I'm buzzing for you. Very exciting. We're both in a similar place, weight and food wise. We love the gym, but we also love food. Who doesn't love food? Okay. We are in the honeymoon phase where you eat the world. Okay. Number two. I got some health stuff going on relating to hormones. Hormones are making me more hungry. And then three, I'm using every excuse in the book to avoid sticking to the plan. The crux of this is not one and two, it's three. I am using every excuse in the book to avoid sticking to the plan. I'm busy. I've got two weeks left in uni. I go on holiday in two weeks. What's the point? Any excuse? Yes, these are all excuses. Doesn't matter if you are going on holiday in two weeks. It doesn't matter if you've got uni in two weeks. We need to be health focused all the time. Like I said earlier on, this is a form of self-care. Eating well and looking after your body and moving your body is a form of self-care that we all need to be doing. It's not just a means of losing weight, okay? And then number four, I'm being, I've been proper enjoying myself, eating what I want, when I want, and not really getting down about my, about my body or worrying. That's really good that you're not getting down about your body or worrying. Um, basically, so 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 that's normally my motivation. Basically, my head's all over the place now. First of all, your motivation should not just be about hating your body. We cannot come at living a healthier, happier life. Um, from a place of disliking ourselves and disliking our body. And I understand that people want to lose fat and people want to feel better in a bikini, but this is why we can't just use how we look and feel as a as a goal. Because when we do get in a new relationship or when we do start like not caring as much about how we look and feel, then 
all of the healthy habits disappear. If the only reason you are doing this to change the way you look, you're going to do this for a short time. It's going to be short lived and you're always going to fall back into it. We need to see this. We need to come at this with as from like the approach of I love myself. And I want myself to be the best version of myself. I want to feel healthy. I want to feel happy. I want to move my body. I want to live until I'm 109 and see me great, great, great grand, grandkids running around. We need to come at this with self, with a form of self-love. We love ourselves. And so we are going to take care of ourselves. Taking care of yourself is not overindulging all of the time. Taking care of yourself is knowing when to stop. It's knowing what decisions to make. It's choosing the salads and the veg sometimes. It's not going back for the third plate from the buffy. It's not just having a pizza and then a Chinese in one go. Um, we need to make sure that it need, we are looking at this from a from like a health perspective because the aesthetic goals they go shortly. Like as soon as you reach that holiday or you reach that goal, all of the old ways are going to come back. We have to see this from a different point of view. We have to see it as a lifestyle and a way to keep ourselves happy and healthy. One thing that I will say to this person is if your head is not in losing weight right now, maybe that should not be your goal. Maybe your goal should be to feel healthy all of the time and to do good things for your health as a form of self-care. There is no doubt that just by eating healthily and moving your body, even if you're not focusing on calories, that you will feel better and have a better self-worth and a better self-esteem and a better self-confidence, even if you don't lose weight. If you are taking care of yourself, you will feel better about yourself. I did this when I got in my relationship with Fran. I did uh, put weight on. We both ate a lot and for a long period of time. Um, and I just, we, we both ended up really unhappy. Um, we, weren't, we weren't feeling good about how we looked, how we felt, there's an element of blame on one another, um, and then you just end up it not really in a good place. It is beneficial for you, for your partner, for your relationship to take care of each other and for yourselves and to be and to call each other out. Like me and Fran will call each other out. And that is an important part of like being the best version of yourselves. There's a lot more things to do together than to just eat. You said that you like hiking, do lots of that. And you know, there's lots more to, to do than just eating and just drinking. Um, and when you do eat out, like I said, you can eat healthy meals. Why don't you cook at home together and cook a nice healthy meal? Get a recipe book and, you know, enjoy cooking together. Uh, nice recipes. You can enjoy food without overindulging. Think about eat, eating until you're 80% full. Think about your long-term health when you are eating something. Where's your fruit? Where's your veg? We can't blame others for where we're at. We can't blame a relationship for where we're at. We can't blame being two weeks in uni. We can't be blamed being two weeks off our holiday. We should be always trying to do something for ourselves and our health. It isn't just about losing weight. If you don't want to lose weight right now, don't focus on that. But you still need to show up and take care of yourself. You still need to be healthy. If you're having problems with your hormones, it is more than beneficial for you to be focusing on eating really good food. Okay, what we put into our body really matters, especially when it comes to things like the endocrine system and our hormones. Okay, like, you know, there's, there's all sorts of like, I won't go into detail about all, like medicine and people would just give you the pill or give you medication and all stuff like that. A lot of things can be helped and healed and um, we can uh, reduce or even eliminate a lot of our symptoms and our hormonal problems by what we feed ourselves so if that's not a reason to eat more healthily i don't know what is um so i really will consider where your head is at at the moment it doesn't have to be about losing weight 
it should always be about taking care of yourself because of self-care and self-love and self-respect. Final struggle before we move on to the two questions that we've got. Um, so I got back from holiday on the Sunday, I had to go to Leeds on Monday and Tuesday for training with work, was fuming at the scales, work was hell, I worked too late nights, had much, so much to do, stress, 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 stress. Even though I knew I should be taking half an hour for me to get out and do a walk, I just didn't because of how much was going on in my head. Listen, every now and again, like we need to let go of perfection and we need to let go of being so hard on ourselves. Every now and again, things are going to go a little bit tits up and we're not going to be perfect. For example, this week coming up, um, my one of my coaches is on holiday. I've got to work a lot more hours in the gym than I uh, usually do. I've got a lot of calls with me one-to-one -one coaching clients as well as a lot of mentoring calls. My diary is absolutely chocker. I am accepting that today I probably won't hit my steps. And today, when, even though it's Tuesday and I normally train, I haven't been able to get a workout in and I probably won't get one in. I think my first workout is probably going to be Wednesday or Thursday this week with just everything that's going on. Obviously, a weekend full of celebrations and a very busy week. Sometimes shit hits the fan. Sometimes we can't be perfect. But what is the bare minimum that you can do? When I'm having a really busy, stressful week, I think to myself, what is the bare minimum that I can do? For me this week, the bare minimum that I can do is eat healthy, nutritious food, not nail all of the chocolate that is in the cupboard because I'm a little bit stressed and um, make sure that um, I'm getting to sleep on time every night because that is going to help my stress more than anything else. And I've had a busy weekend, so I'm fucking knackered. Okay, that's the bare minimum for me. So yesterday I was worrying a little bit. I was like, oh, I'm back in work. I've got all of my check-ins to do. I'm a day behind. I'm covering for Charlie who's away. I've got all these calls, all these meetings. And I was panicking when I was looking at my calendar. And I thought, where am I going to put my workouts? Normally my workouts are slotted in. Where am I going to put them in? How am I going to do it? And I thought, you know what? What is the bare minimum that I can do? The bare minimum that I can do is start a workout on Wednesday, focus on food every day, get to sleep early and just do my best, okay? Bare minimum that you could have done last week with all of this shit going on. Maybe you couldn't get your workouts in, maybe you couldn't get your walks in, but maybe you could have focused on getting as much good food in as possible, staying within those calories if the goal is to, is to lose weight, obviously, and getting to bed at a decent time because that will help with the stress. Some weeks, well, a lot of time, we cannot be perfect, but what can you do? Don't think about all the shit you can't do. What can you do? My, my week this week is going to be a massive win if I get two workouts in and then 10K steps every day from tomorrow. So today is a write-off, but that's I'm not letting me, I'm not letting myself just eat all that chocolate. I'm not letting myself go mad with food. I am doing the bare minimum that I can do. We live real lives, girls. Okay, a lot of you have got kids. A lot of you have got busy jobs. We live real lives, not boring, eventless lives. Sometimes shit happens. We're not expected to be perfect, but you can still make progress if you only focus on your food. 100%. You could still lose a pound this week if you only focused on your food. Without doubt, your nutrition is the main thing. If you can't do everything, what one thing can you do? Okay. Now, for some of you, the nutrition might be too difficult and it might be the walks that makes the biggest impact to your day. That makes your mood feel the best. It could be the workouts that you focus on. For me, it's sleep and food. They are my essentials. Okay. My activity obviously is really, really important, but some weeks I just don't, I don't have it in me to do it every single day. 
Okay. We're all human beings. Don't beat yourself up. It's fine. No one is going to die if you have a little week where you miss your workouts and you miss your walks. But what can you do that will help with your health and your goals and give you a bit of a boost as well? So at the end of the week, you think, you know what? Even though that was a shit show of a week, at least I fueled myself with really good food. And at least I stayed within my calories. And shit, I've actually lost a pound because of it. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't have to be a write-off. Okay, so questions. Which protein bars are nice? Or do you make homemade ones? I absolutely do not make homemade ones. I have not got time for that. I barely cook as it is. Um, However, if you want to make homemade ones, go for it. Okay. I don't, but there are lots of recipes online. Um, I like the applied nutrition ones. There's like a chocolate caramel one um, and there's like a peanut butter swirl one that I really like. Um, I also really love the grenade. By the way, if you get boxes of applied nutrition, um, I've got a discount code HB30, get you 30% off. I also really like grenade, the peanut nutter one, um, the Oreo one. And then I also really love the full fill bars, salted caramel. Um, I think protein bars, it's different for everyone. Some of my clients come in and go, oh, I love that birthday cake one. I'm like, are you for fucking real? I had one bite and then threw the rest in the bin. You have to try which ones work for you. Some people like loads of different flavors that I don't. Um, but they're the main ones that like typically most people tend to have applied nutrition, grenade and fulfill. You don't need to be spending 350 per bar. Like I went to Sainsbury's and nearly fell over at the till. Um, because it was like 350. If you buy them in boxes, find one that you like, you buy them in boxes. Home bargain. I've got loads of protein bars. Um, what are those ones called? Uh, Battle Bites, Battle Bites are in Home Bargain. They're decent and fairly cheap. Okay, so uh, next question is, can you stop me loving food and wanting to eat the world constantly? Sarcasm, obviously. I just need to stop being a greedy cow. It's not that you're being a greedy cow. Every single person, I've said this 10 times already, every single person um, who I work with loves food, okay? I love food. I don't stay in shape because I don't love food. I love it. I enjoy everything I eat, but I just have learned that it makes me feel better to know my limits. I feel better when I use my limits and I practice them. That took me time, okay? It really did take me time. Um, but you, but it will come for you as well. You will start to realize, you know what? I actually feel really good for the decisions that I made rather than waking up and going, why the fuck did I eat all that? I did not need that pizza when I got home. I did not need those cheesy chips. I did not need those 20 chicken nuggets on the way home from town. This was all these, I'm saying those things because they're the things that I used to do literally week in, week out. Um, and, you know, I still get to the end of a night out and think, oh, should we get a pizza on the way home? And it's like, oh, no, because tomorrow I'll feel shit about that. My, in my mind a lot now is I always think about the future me. How will the tomorrow me feel? How will next month me feel? How will I feel um, in a week? Will I be proud of when I do a little check-in? Will I be proud of what happened in the last week? You just need to start thinking of the future you a little bit more. And as I say, it comes with practice. And just remember that if sometimes if sometimes you make the decision to go overboard, you made that decision and you have to accept radical responsibility for that decision. But rather than just going, oh yeah, fuck it, I did it. Learn from it. How did it make you feel? When you're faced with that decision again, what will you do differently? 
ask yourself, start reflecting a little bit more, even write it down. It's really important that we start being in our own heads a lot. We all escape our brain and escape our thoughts all the time. We need to live inside our head a little bit more. Stop being on your phone, stop scrolling, stop numbing yourself, start reflecting. How do I feel about what I did yesterday? Do I feel good? No. Okay. Next time I'm faced with that situation, what will I do? How could I do it better? Maybe I need to reach out to Haley and say, this happened. What do you think I could do better? Or like, I'm going for tea this weekend. What 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 do you reckon I could do? You know, what, what should I order? How could I manage it? All of these things, I'm here to help you. Like, reach out. Okay? Girls. What an amazing check-in. Love doing these. As always, it was amazing to hear from you all. Remember, keep doing the check-ins even on the shit weeks. I want to hear from you. On the amazing weeks, I want to hear from you. You need to hold yourself accountable to me. Um, this is a group program. You are learning from one another. You are, um, make, so make sure that you help the rest of the group as well because something that you're struggling with, someone else might be struggling with too or might struggle with in future. So we all help each other with these group check-ins. Um, so thank you so much for all of your check-ins. It's been lovely catching up with you. And I will speak to you all in the group chat shortly. See you soon. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.